Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you find clarity. I'll also be interviewing renowned speaker and optometrist, Dr. Jacob Laberman, who's going to explain the science of light. He will also be reviewing his new book, Luminous Life, How the Science of Light Unlocks the Art of Living, which will help you live a life of presence and clarity. For more information about Dr. Lieberman, please visit jacoblieberman.org. You may also purchase Dr. Lieberman's book on Amazon or in the store at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Are you struggling today to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long lasting changes in your life? Then today, contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well. And then we'll look at the areas in which you are struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long lasting changes in your life. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out the form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding your way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. Finding clarity. The concept of clarity basically means you can see through something. Something is transparent. There's no obstructions. And when you look at it, you can see to the other side. When we struggle with any situation, we can't see the other side. There's worry, there's doubt, there's fear. There's so many emotions that cloud the perception of what is the healthiest thing for us to do. The tagline for James Miller Lifeology is you'll simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. All three of those things work together. Your spirit connects to the divine, that which is greater than you, gives you that insight, that clarity of mind, that clarity of spirit. Your body is your corporal being, which interacts in the dimensions of the world. And our mind, of course, is our intellect, our reasoning, our logic. When all three things work together, we can live a life of clarity. My guest today, Dr. Jacob Lieberman, has a very fascinating interview, and I really recommend you listen to this show multiple times because it's so dense with scientific, practical insight, and ways in which light really affects us. So be sure to save this show on whichever podcast platform you use and listen to it multiple times. My intro segment is going to supplement what Dr. Lieberman says. When we attempt to find clarity, if all three parts of our body, our spirit, mind, and body are not working together, we're going to be distracted. We're not going to find the answers that we seek. Many of you know that I'm a composer. One of the ways in which I compose is the tempo of my music really determines how people react. If the tempo is slower, our body moves with that rhythm. In other words, our heart rate decreases to whatever that rhythm is. For example, if you're at the gym and you listen to all this really fast music and it gets you pumped and hyped, it's because that rhythm changes your heart rate and gets you excited. And there's many other physiological and neurological reasons why that happens. But from a very basic standpoint, think of it this way. The rhythm of the music determines what you feel. 
When we think about certain things, we react a certain way, our body will match however fast our thoughts go. Many of you have heard me say this, that whatever we perceive or whatever we believe to be true determines what we feel. What we feel determines what our body does. If you're trying to find stillness or clarity, but you're experiencing so many other things, it creates an emotional change, and then your body then responds in kind. So your spirit, mind, and body, if they're all not working together, you're not going to be able to find that clarity. Just before you go to sleep, if your thoughts are racing, it's going to affect your heart rate. It's going to affect your mood. Have you ever stared at something and you get lost in your thoughts, but you're not really staring at what's in front of you? A lot of that has to do with you're transfixed by something, and if in that moment you're able to recognize what your heart rate is, it's probably pretty low. And that just means because you were able to find a level of stillness that you've not experienced before, even if you happen to check out to focus on something, to process something. Dr. Lieberman has a wonderful example of how to really connect your body and your thoughts together. And that's simply focusing on the rhythm of your breath reflexively works to slow your thoughts down or to slow your body down. When all three things of your spirit, mind, and body can create a rhythm together or simply by the thoughts in which you think will allow you to have all three things work in concert, work in harmony to be able to help you find clarity. I often will tell you to randomly check in with yourself. And if you can check in on a scale of one to 10, 10 is the best you feel and one's the worst you feel. When you can separate between what your body feels like and what your mind feels like, you'll determine what's really happening inside of you. For example, if you're not feeling well, then of course your numbers are going to be low. And that has nothing to do with your mood or your thoughts. But if you find that your emotions that day on a scale of one to 10 are pretty low, then unfortunately you're allowing your thoughts and your mood to determine what your body does. If you wake up and you're not in a good mood and you think, oh, I can't get out of bed. Well, then unfortunately you can't get out of bed. But the reality is you can, your body can do it. So in that respect, unfortunately, your mind, your emotions and your body are all working together to keep you in bed. It doesn't have to be that way. So the entry point of how you determine what's going on in your life is either focus on what your body's doing, focus on what your emotions are, focus on what your thoughts are. Make sure that they're all working together for your highest good. If one is out of sync, how do you get it back in sync? And once again, Dr. Lieberman in his book is going to explain all that, but I really wanted you to think this through, have this awareness, and to realize that in order to find clarity, all three elements of your spirit, mind, and body must work together to give you that clarity that you seek. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. Dr. Jacob Israel Lieberman is a pioneer in the fields of light, vision, and consciousness, and is the author of numerous books, including Luminous Life, How the Science of Light Unlocks the Arts of Living. Originally trained as an optometrist and vision scientist, Dr. Lieberman's life changed in 1976 after the miraculous healing of his eyesight, leading him to a deeper understanding of light and the science of life. Welcome to my show, Dr. Lieberman. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Yes, I'm really looking forward to this. When I was reading the information that the PR kit that your your PR person sent me, I was fascinated with this topic. I thought, my gosh, I definitely want to have Dr. Lieberman be on my show. Uh, so I can't wait to really talk about this topic and really shed so much, well, without sounding like a pun, but light <laughs> on this topic <laughs> as well. <laughs> you were trained as, obviously, as an optometrist. Yes. What happened to you in 1976? You know, I was uh, had been meditating for several years. I had an interest in the possibility of seeing if I could reduce my dependency on glasses because mm-hmm. I'd been wearing glasses for almost 10 years. And uh, without my glasses, I basically could see the large E on the eye chart. I needed them to drive and so on and so forth. And 
I tried different vision exercises and reducing my wearing time and all that seemed to assist a little bit. But one mm -hmm. day uh, I was meditating and during the process of my meditation, something very unusual occurred that I had never experienced before. It, it was almost as if I disappeared mm. and everything was just clear. When I say everything was clear, there was a sense that whatever was seeing was observing me in the room meditating. Everything was not only optically clear, but the mind was totally quiet and there were no questions. It was mm -hmm. almost as if whatever needed to be known was known. It was clear and it was an unusual state. I, I couldn't seem to determine where the seeing was occurring from because mm -hmm. it was simultaneously occurring from everywhere. When I completed that meditation and I opened my eyes, my eyesight was crystal clear. Wow. Which was shocking for me. Oh my me. gosh, of course it was. <laughs> so I, uh, I drove to my office without my glasses on. I checked my eyesight on numerous eye charts I had never seen before from 20 feet away. And I was seeing 300% better. I was seeing one line better than 2020 consistently. So wow. I decided to examine my eyes to see had there been a change in my prescription because the assumption is that as your vision deteriorates, your prescription increases. So mm -hmm. if my vision improved, common sense would lead me to believe my prescription will have lessened or disappeared altogether. However, when I examined myself and I couldn't see what I was doing because I was sitting behind the device, mm -hmm. when I stepped out from behind the device, I realized that the prescription in the device was almost identical to what was in my glasses. In other words, my eyesight improved 300% with no changes to my eyes. Really? Yeah, so that sets up a very fascinating question. Oh my gosh, yes. Are we seeing from the eyes? Are we seeing from the eyes and somewhere else? Or is there something totally different that is witnessing or observing this world. And that set me on a very, very profound journey, which I am still on. And I should share with you and your listeners that it's now been 42 years since that experience. And I've never had a pair of glasses on my face since either wow. for distance or for reading, considering the fact that I'm 70 years old. Um, it's quite amazing to me. Oh my gosh, yes, it is. It is amazing. And what's interesting is I have my vision checked every year. I go to my own optometrist or ophthalmologist. What's fascinating is I have more astigmatism than back then, which was already a significant amount. I'm no longer nearsighted. I'm now farsighted, which would make reading more difficult. Mm -hmm. But I can see the tiny little print on a prescription bottle. So... The point I guess that I'm trying to share is this experience allowed me to recognize that sometimes we can have an epiphany or a revelation or something occur in our life that can create an instantaneous change that is permanent, that doesn't require effort or thought or doing anything whatsoever. And it led me to realize that the body actually is designed to function effortlessly. Hmm. It's not, we're not designed to work on things and work things out. In fact, there's nothing within our physiology that's designed to initiate action. 
our body is always responding to something that is guiding it. And so this experience was one of the major ones that got me into the area of looking at light and looking at color and not only how we can use light and color as healing modalities, but what I'm really intrigued by, which is the subject of the newest book, Luminous Life, is the fact that we are literally guided by light throughout our lives in the same way as plants and other animals. Hmm. I always like to think of ourselves kind of like Superman. Superman, he got his power from the sun. I always like to think of ourselves as that as well. I mean, because obviously sunlight is what helps us wake up and helps with our circadian net rhythm shifts. It helps us uh, with the vitamin D. I mean, there's so many elements of light that we need. Because uh, I know you did some type of um, experiment where you allowed your the light to your eyes just to follow whatever drew your eye to it, correct? And it changed your perspective about things as well? Yeah, it's... First of all, let, let me just go back to something you said before. Sure. If you go out into the forest and you look at a wild animal like a deer or a bear, mm-hmm. mon- months before the weather begins to change and cool down, their entire physiology is continually responding to changes in light which are guiding every aspect of its physiology. So its skin thickens. They begin to grow more hair so that as the temperature drops, they don't need to make any sudden adjustments. They don't need to think about it. They literally are Mm, flowing harmoniously with that. Plants do precisely uh, the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason this occurs is that every cell of our body has eyes, not just the eyes on our face. Every cell of the body has eyes that are designed to detect and respond to light. What's fascinating about that, which most listeners don't realize, is light is totally invisible. Light is not a thing. It's a f- infinite potential, if you will. Mm-hmm. So what our bodies are responding to are things that cannot be seen. And so when we talk about, oh, I had an insight, I had a, a flash of something, I, uh, it, my intuition gave me some information, I had a feeling. These are all words that are describing that we are responding to these subtle signals of light. How interesting. Yeah, so when you mentioned the thing about what's grabbing our awareness, you know, we have this expression we hear all the time, oh, it caught my eye. Mm -hmm. But we never bother to ask, what is the it that's catching the eye? We think that the eyes are looking for things. No, in actuality, the light is looking for the eye. And so what's catching our eye is literally looking for us because the eye reflexively moves towards it and sense vision is primarily designed to guide movement through space, the light is basically telling the eye, communicating to the eye and the body where we need to move to next. Mm. And so our movement through space is continually being guided by what's catching our eye. And our movement, the movement of our physiology is continually guided by the light that's catching the eyes of our cells. Oh. It's it's very, very fascinating oh my gosh, it really is. of science that I began to describe in my first book, 
26 years ago, but now there's an explosion of research and awareness about this thing we call light. Wow, I'm just, I'm so blown away by this, you know, just the whole, uh, I mean, obviously that's, this is totally not my field, but I, I really like to hear how you correlated the, the concept of intuition, insight, a feeling with that which we cannot see, you know, so you're using you know, a version of your five senses to really capture that or even your sixth sense to really capture that and to really make that much more relatable and translatable to all areas of our life. When you had this whole concept for yourself, when you allowed yourself to just follow the light, if you will, what did it do for yourself? It allowed me to live without a net. Mm. It allowed me to live with far less stress. To give you an idea, uh, I just came home last night from the first phase of the book tour of, my, of the West Coast book tour. I did about 20 talks. Oh my gosh, wow. Um, I never prepare anything. When I'm asked to speak or I'm scheduled to speak somewhere, and this has been going on for the last 40 years, I don't prepare anything. I've never done a PowerPoint. And I'm not suggesting there's anything wrong sure. with preparation or doing a PowerPoint. Each person must follow their own way of doing things. But for me, for someone who used to prepare for everything, it has just allowed me to have a sigh of relief that I can sit in front of an audience and have a an easy conversation like you and I are having rather than having to get all stressed out about it. And what I've come to realize is that this is actually occurring in my life. You see, when the light catches our eye and our eye moves toward it, that instance where the light and the eye meet, that instance of congruence and coherence is what we call presence. Often we talk about presence, we say, oh, someone should be present or be more present. When presence occurs, we're not doing anything. It's the natural result of literally being in the flow of life. And so this whole process from initiated by the miraculous healing of my eyesight and just allowing this, pro, you know, myself to notice over the last 40, 45 years that something is guiding our life. And what is guiding our life is the same animating force that guides the planets around the sun, mm -hmm. that guides the change of the seasons, the movement of the tides. You know, there is something that is beating your heart and breathing you and regulating my blood sugar and all of that. Mm -hmm. We don't do any of that. That's all happening automatically. What is guiding that so that it is always functioning where it should is this animating force or intelligence of life that is guiding the life and movement of all living things. So um, even though this sounds new, it's just common sense. Sure. It's just common sense. I live in Maui, Hawaii. Every year, tens of thousands of humpback whales make a 10,000 mile journey from Alaska to Maui. Interestingly enough, even though they don't have handheld maps or GPS systems, these whales travel in straight lines and from year to year, their journey doesn't vary any more than one degree. Wow, that's fascinating. How does that happen? How do yeah. birds fly and migrate for thousands of miles 
without having a GPS system or being aware of Siri on their iPhones. <laughs> the point I'm making is all of nature does this. This is how throughout nature humans think that they're living life. We and actually our life and our bodies and our lives function in the same well, way as all other living things. And so the book really outlines that using my many years of clinical experience, direct experience, and a lot of contemporary science, and then provides the reader an opportunity to experience for themselves the power of many of these things that I'm sharing so that it becomes integrated into their own life in very simple, effective, and hopefully permanent ways. That's 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 fascinating. You know, the 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 concept of your book itself. I mean, I think it's not only is it have it's scientifically based, but it also gives practical tools as well of how we can really align align ourselves with that light. Can you give us any I don't know, perhaps an exercise today that my listeners would be able to practice. So when they read the book, it'll be a good foundational piece for them. Sure, absolutely. One of the things I discovered 45 years ago is that whenever we think ahead or whenever we effort at something, we stop our breath. And of course, no one likes when their breath stops. (laughs) <laughs> because when you when you run out of air, the feeling is I'm going to die. Yes. But there are things that we have been conditioned to do that are normal, but totally unnatural, like thinking ahead, like working at things when our bodies really are designed to function effortlessly. Whenever we do them, we interfere with this fundamental rhythm that is breathing us. Not only is it breathing us. But all living things, the earth itself, the entire cosmos is literally continually expanding and contracting, just like our breath. Hmm. So to get in touch with that, people have meditated and tried to to utilize practices like that to be to gain a a certain level of awareness. And so one of the things that I uh, notice is that we are very, very busy today. Most people don't have 20 minutes. Their lives are continually uh, being interfered with, mm-hmm. with what I call weapons of mass distraction. So much <laughs> technology, which is wonderful, yes. but you know, we're a blessing and a burden. Sure. Exactly. So what I do in the book is I share with the reader, the possibility of doing a one minute meditation just doing something whenever they go to the restroom or before they eat for 30 seconds or a minute and each time just to watch their body expand and contract just like a balloon. That awareness literally brings them back to their center. And you can do that with the eyes closed, but you can also do that with your eyes open. You can be driving your car and between your driveway And the stop sign at the end of the block, you just notice this fluid movement, the way your body is just expanding and contracting like a balloon. When you get to the stop sign, you start again and you do it to the traffic signal. The point I'm making is you begin with these very small periods where you heighten your awareness about this fundamental rhythm and it allows you to notice 
that when you begin thinking or having internal conversation, that you literally stop this particular rhythm. And the book spends a lot of time talking about what we call thinking, which I say is primarily worrying. It's what we do when things are not going our way. Mm -hmm. I speak about consciousness in very different ways. I speak about presence in different ways. I provide practical exercises that can improve vision. When I say practical exercise, I'm talking about something that you do for one minute, not something that you have to spend 20, 30 minutes a day. So the whole idea is to continually sharpen the acuity of awareness because it is awareness that is curative. The changes that occur are not because we do something over and over again but it's because we see something in a way we've never seen it before. I really like how you connect the physical sensations, your five senses with your internal self. When you have, when those two, when those two elements are congruent, in other words, that they feed off of each other, if you will, it really creates this sense of wholeness. Um, For example, what I tell people is if you're really struggling with your, with anxiety or uh, having just some type of emotional struggle, well, then you have to focus on the present. And I don't mean your term of present, but just in the sense of your five senses. Feel the feet, right. your feet on the ground. You know, touch, right. touch if you're wearing jeans, feel what that feels like. And so when you can really use your five senses to pull yourself out of that, your struggle, it allows you to literally focus on something external and vice versa. Let's say you're in your big crowd in a big crowd and it's, you're feeling oppressed. Then you go internal. That's when you find your, your, the self-talk that you have. But I really like how you have this, this continual concept of both elements always working in tandem, always working in concert. And that really creates a holistic unification of both elements, which allows a person to truly live and thrive. You know, there's one thing that I could add that I think would be really, really valuable. Uh-huh. You mentioned about tuning into the five senses. You talked about a little bit of, of the mind chatter and so on. Most people are try, spending their lives trying to change their mind or trying to quiet their mind. But the mind is just something that's part of our humanity that's constantly trying to protect us because it – It's trying to create safety, security, and predictability. Three (laughs) things that don't actually exist. There's never been safety, security, and predictability. But you see, there's something very fundamental that most people don't recognize. The reason that we are aware that the mind is chattering or worrying or that there's an internal conversation going on, the reason we are aware of that is because we are observing it. Mm, So when you watch your television, you know you're not the TV. The TV is over there, you're sitting on the couch. But when we are observing the mind in action, it is because we are not the chatter in the mind. We are that which is witnessing it. And the more we recognize that we are the silent observer with no point of view that is noticing this continual change of ideas in the mind, when we begin to recognize that, the mind begins to quiet by itself and becomes less and less and less dominant in our life. And what we are guided by are these final set of eyes, this this field of awareness 
that notices continually but has no point of view. It has no desires. It does not speak. And that's been one of the most powerful revelations of my life. And that is what's guiding me. I think that's so beautiful. You know, the aspect of whatever we bring closer to our eye, if you will, that's what we focus on. So if we focus on something and we try and understand what it is with our own limited understanding of the world, then yes, we are going to perhaps view that as something where we should feel anxiety or fear or worry. But to really separate that from just saying, I observe this, but it doesn't have to be my reality. It's just an observation and it doesn't mean it has anything to do with me. So I think it's really that aspect of what we believe to be true. And if our fears connect with that, then all of a sudden we catastrophize the situation beyond what it was even meant to be in the first place. You know, one more really powerful fact. You just said, if we believe that it is true, I suggest that all your listeners go to a thesaurus Put in the word belief, and you'll see that belief means idea, thought, concept, theory. Then look at the words, the antonyms that mean the opposite of belief, and you will be shocked to discover that the opposite of belief is truth. Really? Yes. All of our beliefs, our theories, our ideas, our thoughts, and our concepts that appear to be factual are not truth. They're not an ultimate unchanging truth. They're just something that's continually changing and evolving like science is made up of continually evolving theories. But it is not an absolute truth. What is an absolute truth? Something that is unchanging, Mm. something that is always there. So this is very important because when we are observing the mind in action, when we recognize that there's, you know, we feel anxious, we feel anxious um, because we identify with the mind. But the reason we're aware of this anxiety is because we're observing it. And what is observing it? does not have a point of view like the mind. It is that truth that in the Bible they say will set you free. Yes. Dr. Lieberman, I've been so fascinated by this topic. Uh, your wisdom and this, you've given me a whole new different paradigm shift really to, to really kind of see how this makes sense in my life and to really practice some of these things. Um, if my listeners would like to find out more information about you and even purchase your book, Luminous Life, How the Science of Light Unlocks the Art of Living, where would they find more information about you and purchase this online? If they go to jacoblieberman.org, that's O-R-G and Lieberman is spelled L-I-B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N. They can go to the site and the site will share with them about all of my books and will also take them to Amazon or Barnes and Noble or whatever independent bookstore they like to go to. The book is available everywhere. Well, Dr. Lieberman, I'm also going to put your book, Luminous Life, How the Science of Light Unlocks the Art of Living in my store as well. So if my listeners aren't able to find it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com. And in the store, you can find it there. Dr. Lieberman, once again, thank you so much for your wisdom. We really appreciate your time. I hope uh, you have a grateful day. This has been a wonderful way to start mine. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.